Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Craig. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This is our city guide to Buenos Aires, Argentina. Buenos Aires is an amazing city. It's full of vibe and interesting people. There's always something going on. There's green spaces, there's interesting cafes, there's incredible architecture. And of course, there's the tango culture. Though maybe that isn't quite as visible now as it was in the past, but it's definitely still around. Today's Indie Travel Podcast is sponsored by Hostel Bookers. We always use hostel bookers when searching for a place to stay as they have excellent youth rates and um, cheap hotels. With the cheapest prices. On average, they are 8.7% cheaper than the other sites, which is important for any budget backpacker. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, They have a blog which has guides, top trips and travel news on destinations around the world. And uh, I recently wrote something for them. That was nice of you. It was. And we also follow them on Twitter and Facebook as well. Yep. Well, let's talk about Buenos Aires. I think it's one of these cities that everyone's heard of, um, but not so many people have been to. Well, let's start with a fact box. Sure. Uh, Buenos Aires is the capital of Argentina. It's on the east coast, across the harbour from Uruguay. There are 3 million people in the city, but 14 million in the metropolitan area, so it's pretty big. Uh, The language is Spanish, and it's known for tango and uh, good meat. Mm, Barbecue. (laughs) Oh my goodness, the barbecue is so great. The temperatures range, well, in winter from 7 to 17 degrees, and in summer from 18 to 30. So pretty much our perfect kind of temperature range. Yeah, absolutely. You can fly into uh, Aziza International, uh, which is 35Ks south of the city. Uh, The other airport is for domestic and some South American flights, which is Aeropark George Newbury. The price of a pint is 5.50 Argentinian pesos, which works out to about $1.40 in US currency. And the price of a dorm bed is about 35 pesos, which is about, oh, it's about $9.00. Mm. Price of public transport ticket is uh, 110 pesos, which is about 30 American cents. So nothing. Pretty much free. Cheap is free. Well, let's talk about the location. Buenos Aires is located on the Rio de la Plata, which is the Silver River. It's, most of the transport hubs are located on or near the river, so you can arrive by ferry. So obviously, if you're arriving by ferry, you're going to be on the river. <laughs> um, but like the main bus terminal is also quite near there. Yeah, it's um, it's about a five to ten minute walk if you go in the right direction. If you <laughs> do what we did and go in the wrong direction, it might take ten to fifteen. Yeah. The city centre is um, laid out in a grid which stretches up from the river. Uh, the city centre is located around where Avenida Nueva de Julio, the 9th of July, um, crosses over Avenida Corrientes. And Avenida Corrientes goes up from the river and Nueva de Julio is, par- is per- parallel with it. Yeah, uh, the other principal street is Avenida uh, 25 de Mayo, the 25th of May, and that runs um, parallel with Corrientes. Yeah, it's a bit further away. It also runs up from the river, but it's uh, not really in the middle of the city. Yeah, and um, Corrientes is where um, the big obelisk is. So um, it's one of kind of the, I don't know, the features. It's it's one of the things that's photographed in all of the uh, the Buenos Aires guides and... um, it features heavily in the Spanish course that we've been doing. Yeah, that's um, right. The, the Buenos Entonces uh, Spanish course. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's that's where the obelisk is. Yeah, it's in the middle of Avenida Nueva de Julio. And that street is so wide. It's incredible. <laughs> yes. It is really, really, it's the widest street I've ever seen short of, um, of motorways. And even bigger than most motorways. It's got like 14 lanes, something like that. Yeah. And when we arrived... It was in the middle of their bicentennial celebrations. All the whole road was closed, and it was packed full of people. This enormous street, 
full of millions of people. It was incredible. Yeah. Now, when you talk about Buenos Aires and getting around, you're going to talk about different barrios, which are the neighborhoods. There's 48 of them, which are um, quite a few. Um, Recoletta is posh, and um, it's near the, near the bus station in the north. Um, then there's La Boca, which is another famous one, and it's in the south near the river. There's a whole bunch. I mean, there's, you'll see the Palomos. Heaps. Yeah. Um, in the city grid, the blocks are numbered by the hundreds. So when you cross a street, you're going to go up from 100 to the next block will be the 200s, etc., etc. Yeah, so it's really easy to get around. Even though there aren't actually 100 buildings in that block, there might only be five. But uh, you know that once you've crossed the road, you're going to get into a new, a new block. Yeah, sure. Um, when you think about accommodation, um, couch surfing is awesome. We're really enjoying couch surfing at the moment. But, but it doesn't really work in Buenos Aires. It's difficult in Buenos Aires. Um, hosts are inundated with requests because it's such a major city. Um, so you really need to be you know, prepared, organize things in advance. And uh, if you're lucky, then things will work out. So expect to stay in a hostel. Yeah, and the hostels are really, really easy to find. There's heaps of them. I think there are over 140 and they're spread all the way through the city. So I did a search on hostel bookers and they have this useful map feature so you can see where they all are and they were just really spread out. And the price range is, is varied as well. Yeah, it goes from about seven US dollars a night to up over 20 US dollars a night. Yeah, most of them are around 35 pesos. That's a pretty standard price. I think we paid 40 for a four bed dorm and that was yeah. That was really good. Yeah, and 60 for a very nice private room. Yeah, that's right. Um, do you remember the name of that hostel? I sure can. Kaiso, K A I X O. They had really nice private rooms and, and good small dorms. I thought. Yeah, they were really nice, and they were located really near the obelisk, so it was right in the center. Yeah, uh, near uh, all the theaters and stuff as well, like yeah. that strip of um, of roads with just full of theaters and cinemas and. Yeah, That's but great. it was quite a nice, quiet street, so there weren't a lot of people going up and down, except for on the bicentenary night, <laughs> when there were people going up and down it, yeah. shouting all night. It was hilarious. Yeah. Well, let's talk about food. Well, food. Oh, yeah, well, that's a good thing for me to talk about. I love food. You're definitely not <laughs> going to go hungry in Buenos Aires. That just sounded hilarious. Well, I do. Don't, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm addicted. <laughs> we were talking about that the other day. Definitely addicted to food and water and things like air, you know. So Buenos Aires, um, there's everything from budget options like hot dogs on the street to really, really lush five-star meals, heavily featuring meat. Some of the things that we discovered that we loved a lot were empanadas, which is a kind of pie. You've got a pastry circle, which is stuffed with meat and then folded over. And, um, you can the, get cheese ones too. You can get cheese ones, so you can good. get chicken ones, but most commonly it's beef with an olive and some egg inside. Yeah. And um, they did get rather samey after a couple of weeks of eating them. Yeah, it got to the point where I'm like, I'm not eating another empanada. (laughs) And I remember when we first came into Argentina up in Salta, when we were staying with Lee, who's been writing our Burning Man pieces on site recently, um, and she was saying, I I don't want to see another empanada. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't understand. We're like, empanadas rock, they're so good. But now we understand. Yeah, yeah. Other Argentinian food, well, alfajores. Um, An alfajor is a, a biscuit. You've got two soft biscuits. And they're stuck together with something sticky and sweet, usually dulce de leche. Mm. So that's the kind of, it translates as like milk jam or something like that. It's a milk sweet. It's really similar to sweetened condensed milk. Yeah, but a bit thicker. But a bit thicker and a bit yeah. browner and very, very tasty. Mm. And sometimes the alfajor is covered with chocolate. I remember when we were traveling by, by bus and, you know, we take a lot of long overnight buses. And sometimes it was advertised as including breakfast. Now, 
breakfast is a very, very loose term. <laughs> they basically just gave us an alpha horn in a packet. Now, the yeah. ones in the packet are fine, but the best ones come from the bakery. Yeah, you, you want to be eating your, your alpha horries from a bakery. There's yeah. no question. Well, we, we ate so many of these. times better. We ate so many of these packet ones, and we're like, oh, I don't like alpha horries. And then we discovered the ones from the bakery, and we're like, I've changed my mind. <laughs> Now, we've talked about Argentinian barbecue on the show before, but we really need to give it a quick mention here because the Argentinians grow nice, happy cows, which taste delicious. And um, the way they barbecue is normally by creating a fire on one side of the barbecue, and then as the ashes fall out, they sweep them underneath the grill, and you put your meat on top of that grill. So you're slow cooking uh, the meat and um, and cheeses and things like that on the on the grill and it's fantastic it does take a long time and most of the argentinian families we stayed with will want to start cooking at around 10 or 11 p.m so oh, we ended up eating <laughs> very late one time we did yeah we started cooking at nine and ate it half past midnight it was quite impressive yeah so the best way to have a proper asado which is barbecue is to find a local and get, get yourself invited to their house <laughs> yep. bring around a bottle of wine and it'll be sweet but if you can't do that, there are lots of restaurants in Buenos Aires that are tripping over themselves to, to feed you asado. asado yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and talking about wine, which of course I love, um, amazing wine, but not so much from the, uh, the Buenos Aires region, although they, there they are a, a few wineries around. But, um, you know, fantastic reds um, from Cafechate in the north and um, Mendoza, Mendoza, of course, which yeah. is a, a worldwide name. Get your, get your hands on some Malbec to yeah. go with your, with your asado. <laughs> to go with your fine. asado, yum. So um, media lunas. We yeah. ate a lot of media lunas in Buenos Aires. It's quite a popular breakfast food. Um, the media luna means half moon. And not surprisingly, these are pastries shaped like a crescent. They're very tasty. They're very light. They're a different flavor to a croissant, but... A similar idea. Yeah. Um, now, if you're a vegetarian, you might struggle a little bit. Um, not so much in Buenos Aires, but in the rest of Argentina. Yeah. But even in Buenos Aires, it's not unusual to ask for a vegetarian meal and have some fish put in it. Yeah. Or, or some, um, some yeah. It's only a little it's, bit. It's, it's not real meat, or it's only a little bit. Um, the the concept is a little bit fast and loose. So yeah, they're um, working on it. Yeah, but we did find some excellent Japanese food there, which um, would definitely be a winner. Yeah, and there's quite a lot of vegetarian and vegan restaurants in Buenos Aires now, so you just need to look them up and find them. It's growing. The idea is kind of catching on, but it's been a bit slow. Um, Now, we were talking about wine just before, and another drink I recommend you try (laughs) is mate. Mate is a really, really bitter tea, and um, you'll see people carrying around these small, ornate cups... um, in different shapes, but normally Usually kind round. of tulip-shaped. And um, they'll also have a flask tucked under their arm. And so they're kind of walking a little bit hunched over, squeezing their flask under their arm and holding their little cup with a long metal straw coming out of it. Um, these people are drinking mate, which is, yeah, this bitter tea. The cup will be three-quarters to almost full of um, the tea leaves. And they just chuck the straw in, which has a filter, and constantly top up the cups with... Not much, about 50 mils of yeah. water at a time. You don't get a lot of water into your stuffed full of tea mate cup. So yeah. it's very social. People will pass around the mate cup and share it. So I don't I don't think I've ever seen mate being sold by the cup. You just, you either have to get all the implements and go for it, which Craig did. He bought himself a mate cup and a, a kilo of tea leaves and carried it around for a while and drank it twice. But otherwise, just if you're in with a local, just 
just have a sip. Yeah, we find. Yeah, it's a very communal thing, isn't it, to, yeah. to pass around the mate cup. Another drink you might come across is fernet, which is definitely an evening drink. It's, it was actually developed in Italy, but the Argentinians have taken it on. It's a really, really thick, bitter, herby liquor. And um, you usually drink it in Coke. So you just put a splash in your Coke and it makes the Coke go frothy. It's, it looks a bit like Guinness when it's just been prepared. Only a little bit. Yeah. But, um, you know, the same color with the froth on the top. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely definitely worth a try. An acquired taste, though, so it's be prepared. very bitter. But, yeah, if you're going around to a barbecue, you'll probably go through about five liters of Coke and <laughs> a liter of Fernet. Hey, let's um, talk quickly about transport, and then we can move on to some fun attractions. Well, getting to Buenos Aires can be expensive. I know that when we were looking at getting to South America, Buenos Aires was one of the cheapest options, but it was still not cheap. But it's definitely worth it. You'll probably arrive in Aziza International Airport, and the easiest way to get to the city from there is by private shuttle. So probably the easiest way to do that is to contact your hotel or hostel and ask them to organize it for you. There, You can take a taxi, but it's about the same price as a private shuttle. Plus, they'll charge you extra fees, plus you might just get ripped off because, you know, you're arriving from the airport. Yeah. Um, bus number eight also runs to the central city. We caught that once after dropping a friend off. Mm-hmm. It's really cheap. Um, it was maybe two, two pesos, pesos per person, um, but it took two hours. Yeah, which is fine. So if you arrive in the morning, then it's a good option. But be aware it does take two hours. Yeah. I mean, it's just And you need to have coins for the... You need to have coins oh, for the yeah. bus. Oh, yeah, coins for the bus. You can get that at the airport, though, because there's, yeah. a, you're just, there's a bank there and there's also a place where you have to pay the airport tax or something like that. Uh, can... Yeah, but you can exchange money or, like, get some coins by buying a snack at the airport or something like that. It's yeah. definitely a massive cost saving. Yeah. But it's going to take you forever. Yeah, because otherwise the shuttle costs 70, 70 pesos yeah. for the shuttle. So, I mean, if you've got four people, that's not too bad. And a taxi is a similar price. So the easiest way to get around uh, Buenos Aires is the metro, uh, which is the subte. And you see big S's of different colours on buildings and above the uh, the underground stairs. Um, tickets are 110 per journey, that's pesos, um, which, as we said earlier, is about 30 US cents. But you can also get multi-tickets, um, which I recommend. They don't save you any money, but they save you a lot of time. You don't yeah. need to keep going and getting in line and buying them all of the time. Uh, 10 rides were 11 pesos. Yeah, and they you can get a card, like a, a magnetic strip card. Yeah. And it isn't linked to one person. So you could buy one card for three people and just yeah, swipe it three times. Yeah, keep swiping it. Yeah. Uh, the buses run everywhere, but you do need coins to use them. And you put these coins... When you get on the bus, there's a machine... And you key in how many zones you're no, going you to No, you don't. You tell the driver. Oh, you tell the driver, and the driver keys it in. It's, that's right. Yeah. And the price pops up on the screen, and you put really the coins in. It's a really system. So you actually need all the coins, and you're still dealing with the driver anyway. And there's a problem with coins in, in Argentina, and especially in Buenos Aires. <laughs> and also, you need them for the buses, and there's just not enough. So quite often, if you go into a shop, they and you know what you're buying is for eighty or something. Yeah. You just don't get your change if it's small enough. Or they'll give you something like a little sweet or something to make it up. Yeah, um, that was quite funny. You'd get yeah a handful of sweets instead of your change sometimes. Yeah, very strange. <laughs> but um, if you want to make someone's day, then pay for something in coins. That's and, right. Oh my goodness, they will be so happy yeah, with you. Yeah, I remember you. I bought a churro on the street yeah. and I paid for it all in coins and her eyes just lit up. She's yeah. like, oh my goodness, thank I think you so you got much. some extra sugar on that. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, let's um, talk about attractions and the cool stuff that people can do. Um, the free ones first, because well, yes. uh, they're the best. Well, Buenos Aires is an amazing city just to walk around. We we spent quite a lot of time there. I suppose we were there for about three weeks all up. 
And we didn't do a lot of paid attractions. We basically just wandered around and soaked up the atmosphere and, you know, yeah. saw a lot of, of architecture and parks and squares and things like that. Um, Palermo is a great place to start if you like parks. That's where the botanical gardens are located. There's also a rose garden in Parque 3 de Febrero. And also Buenos Aires has the largest Japanese garden in, in the whole world apart from in Japan. Yeah, um, I would also recommend the Plaza de Mayo. That's the the kind of big square in the central city. Um, it's got beautiful buildings all around it, and just walking up and down any street from there is going to kind of fill you in on all of your architectural needs. Yeah, Plaza de Mayo um, is awesome because the the buildings that circle it are all quite amazing. There, that's where the government offices are, and it'll probably be familiar. F- to you if you've seen Evita the movie with Madonna in it because that's where Ava Perón delivered some of her famous speeches yeah I mean her um, graves in the cemetery there as well at Recoleta oh yeah and you've got to visit Recoleta because it's amazing it's this huge cemetery that's like a small city in itself the tombs are two some of them are two or three stories high and mm. you just they've all got streets so you're walking down all these streets of, of tombs and they're very intricate and amazing Eva's tomb is down a little side street. It can be a bit difficult to find, so you actually need to make sure you go in through the main entrance. We went in through the wrong entrance and couldn't find where we were going. But, um, yeah, if you followed the crowds, you should be able to get there. Yeah, uh, we should ask Angela to put together a photo essay of that because she took some amazing photo. I mean, if you're a photographer, just yeah. forget the rest of Buenos Aires and go to Recoleta. It really is um, <laughs> Yeah, so we'll ask her to put together a, a photo essay. It's a good idea. Beautiful. Um, what else can we do? Well, um, there's the Caminito oh, in, in, uh, in La Boca. That was really nice. We went out there for a morning. And um, it's a little area of pedestrianized streets which are just filled with tourists, pretty yeah. much, um, and shops that cater to tourists. Yeah, all of the buildings are very, very brightly painted. If you if you do a Google search for Buenos La Aires or La Boca or Caminito, lots and lots of these pictures will come up. And it's amazing. There's lots of... Um, kind of statues and kind of mannequins peeking out of the windows and it's really fun and also on the main pedestrianized street there's a lot of cafes and there's often tango shows going on so it's definitely not your most authentic tango experience but at least you'll get the feeling of of being in buenos aires with the Mm. with the tango and it's kind of fun yeah i I wouldn't say visiting caminito is an authentic experience in any way shape or form but it's good fun it's nice it's good fun they don't recommend you visit there at night, though, because it's not exactly the safest neighbourhood, apparently. No, it's very nice no, it's day. not out at the docks there. Um, now, we went into an art gallery that was just there that was just a couple of pesos, and mm-hmm. it was fantastic. Um, but for the life of me, I cannot remember the name, but really, really good work. So look around for the art galleries around there as well, because there's a lot of local artists that are that are being featured. Yeah, and there are a lot of museums that are that are free in Buenos Aires as well. Like the National Museum of Fine Art is always free. Mm-hmm. And the Museum of Latin American Art is free on Wednesdays. So if you organise your time right, you can go there. Yeah. Other things that you can do for free, well, markets. There are lots of markets you can visit, and they're usually held on the weekend. Um, for example, the San Telmo Market is held on Sundays. And there's lots of antiques and handcraft and things like that, lots of artwork. And, yeah, most of the most of the markets have that kind of thing. Mm. Um, thinking of markets, there's books all up and down from San Telmo. The bookstores oh. were amazing. And one of them, 
I can't remember if it was in that region or not, but there was one bookstore we visited, which is inside an old theatre. Yeah, that was really so cool. So it's three stories high. It's got the big domed roof. Uh, there's a cafe set up where the stage used to be. Um, and it's the most beautiful bookstore I've ever seen in my life. And I demand to have a mansion with uh, a miniature recreation of it. It's my library. If you like books, you can also just walk down Avenida Corrientes and you can see lots and lots of bookshelves. My problem was that quite a lot of them were really cheap. So I'd go in and buy, you know, two or three. I'd walk in and I'd go, don't let me buy anything. And then I'd go and buy something. And I'd say, well, how did you let me buy that? I was like, oh, you really yeah, wanted well, it. Well, you have to carry it, not me. <laughs> um, the, let's talk a little bit. <laughs> let's move on from free stuff and talk about seasonal attractions. Um, and there are some beauties. Yeah, in February and March is the Buenos Aires Tango Festival, and there are about 150 performers who give almost 100 free shows, which is quite nice. In April, Buenos Aires hosts the Buenos Aires International Book Fair. I can't believe we missed it. <laughs> we just missed it. I mean, we must have been there in like... Yeah, we were just a few weeks off. And yeah, it's one of the, the biggest and best book fairs in the world. Also in April is the International Festival of Independent Cinema. Well, we know what month we're going to be going back. Oh, yeah. April. April, my friend. Uh, nearer the end of the year, in November, there's the uh, Noche de los Museos, where you can visit um, many, I'd say all, but I don't think it's quite all. Most of um, Buenos Aires museums for free at night, which uh, can be fun. There's film showings and performances and just the general fun party atmosphere that, that goes around with that. Yeah, in typical Buenos Aires style, the whole thing finishes with a huge party. So although going to museums seems pretty bookish, it's, it's not. It's, not it's a big, <laughs> yeah. big celebration. Yeah. And, um, of course, the sports seasons. I mean, it wouldn't be South America without football. So any time you're there during football season, you are going to randomly encounter street parties and huge crowds of people moving en masse to true. and from the stadiums. And apparently polo is really big as well. Polo? Mm-hmm. Wow, we, we missed that then. Yeah, we did. And of course, there's lots of other art, dance, theatre festivals. It's, there's a snow festival as well. So whenever you're going, look up and see if there's a festival going on, because it probably is. Um, now, Buenos Aires is a really popular place to learn Spanish. Which is a bit strange, because the Argentinians tango. have a very strange accent, and they use vos instead of tu. But it's so sexy. Yeah, apparently Argentinian Spanish is the sexiest Spanish, so... And their tango is the sexiest tango? Yeah, well, I suppose. So, yeah, I think Argentina is basically just generally sexy. Nice. Well, anyway, if you want to learn Spanish or tango, there are lots and lots and lots of schools who would like to help you out with this. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, just search around and find one that suits you. For tango, consider a private tutor, but there are schools as well. Yeah, I mean, if you just want to watch people um, tangoing, you can do that too. Most of the tango clubs will allow you to uh, to go in for a cover charge and... Um, and then you buy a drink in these beautiful, lush old buildings. Yeah, and just ask your hotel receptionist where the best place to go is, because it does change occasionally. Yeah, um, you know, your, your couch surfing hosts or the, the local hostels will, will know all of that intimately. Uh, the Teatro Colón has recently been restored and reopened. So um, if you're interested in opera or the theatre, a visit to this beautiful, beautiful building is definitely worth it. Yeah, it's just worth walking around the outside. I mean, Yeah, and you can do guided tours on the inside as well. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. There's also lots of other theatres in Buenos Aires to choose from, so there's, yeah. there's lots. I mean, if you want museums, there's museums. If you want theatre, there's theatres. There's a zoo. There's, there's all sorts of things. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and really good clubbing as well. So we're told. It's not yeah. really our scene. Um, thinking about guidebooks, well, Lonely Planet, Rough Guides, and 
frommers and fodors and timeout and, and everyone every other every, every single sing- freaking publisher in the world they all have a Buenos Aires guide so choose your favorite and go with it um, if you're going for a bigger book like if you're going on a bigger trip of South America Lonely Planet has Lonely Planet on a shoestring and Rough Guides has the Rough Guide to South America yeah and uh, the Footprints book Footprints Guide to South America as well was highly recommended to us yeah. Um, yeah, we had the Rough Guide and the Lonely Planet as we were traveling around South America, and they both had their own strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, this is true. This is true. We found that the, the Rough Guide had more history and more in-depth information about some places, mm. but then completely missed out places completely. Yeah, the Rough Guide was also in its first edition, mm-hmm. so there were more typos and mistakes and things like that yeah. than in Lonely Planet, which was in its 10th or 11th. Yeah, definitely. But I still wouldn't really rate one over another. Really no. depends on, on your needs. But um, we did find an ebook that we really enjoyed. It was called Four Perfect Days in Buenos Aires, and... Um, yeah, just Google that. Oh, we'll, we'll link to it in the, show notes, in the show notes on Indie Travel Podcast. Um, and we didn't follow the suggestions exactly, but it was a really good short itinerary for um, for getting around if you had four days there. Yeah, and there were lots of nice pictures. It was quite well laid out, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so where to next? You've been in Buenos Aires, you arrived, and now you need to leave. If you've just arrived from overseas into Argentina, then you need to see more of Argentina. That's just not negotiable. You can either head south to Patagonia, or you can head east to Mendoza. Uh, west to Mendoza. West to Mendoza. <laughs> yes, west to Mendoza. Um, north to Rosario, or Iguazu Falls, or kind of northwest to Salta. There's, there's just so many places to choose from. Decide what you want to see, and then go for it. Because if you want to see the beautiful falls, then you should go to um, Iguazu Falls. But if you want wine, then Café Yate, Mendoza... So many options. Yeah, um, it's fantastic. And you can also jump on the ferry and hop over to um, Colonia and Montevideo. I'd say when you are feeling down and tired and worn out, go to Uruguay and you'll be spending more money. I think Uruguay is the most expensive place in South America. Yeah, it's been called the Um, Switzerland of South America. Yeah, um, but like Switzerland, it's beautiful and lovely peaceful, and yeah. peaceful and relaxed so um the old town of montevideo is priceless in colonia which is the um the town you're likely to cross to um when you're going from buenos aires by ferry is worth a couple of days just to chill out and then Definitely. you can go back and hit the nightlife in buenos aires again yeah it's a good idea um if you are going to mendoza you'll need about 12 hours and that's a good entry point to chile so if you're wanting to get into chile it's about another seven hours from mendoza um, Bariloche is 22 hours from Buenos Aires. Rosario is four hours. And getting to Iguazu Falls will take a good 20 hours. So I recommend you probably stop in Rosario on the way. Yeah. Um, so these are uh, the long-distance buses that Linda's talking about. If you can scratch up the money for a flight, it's going to be a lot shorter. But there are no cheap flights in South America. This is true. And the buses are quite comfortable. We took a lot of overnight buses. And it was a lot more comfortable than, say, an airline seat. The seats recline more, and you quite often get a drink. And yeah, just make sure you take a like an inflatable pillow or something like that. Yeah, and Buenos Aires is also one of South America's main gateway airports, so you can um, you can catch flights to a lot of places in the world from there. So it's a good place to either start or end your uh, your trip in South America. This is true. Well, that brings us to the end of our indie travel podcast guide to Buenos Aires. Quite a lot of information, but uh, it's the way it is, I suppose, when you're talking about a place. And it's a wonderful place to visit. We highly recommend that you visit Buenos Aires. 
Um, make sure you drop by the site and check out the links that we've got in the show notes. And uh, yeah, have a good time. So remember, if you're looking for a bed for the night, check out hostelbookers.com. They've been sponsoring uh, this podcast today. Uh, they have beds starting for as little as $7 per person in Buenos Aires. And that is a good deal. It is a good deal. Well, that's pretty much us for this week. Until next week, travel well. <laughs>